Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. I wanted to um, get into a mom edition today. I thought it seemed fitting uh, talking about making your kids a light in the darkness because <laughs> as we go on in this world, as uh, we're living and moving forward and the, the years are passing, the days, the months, um, you know, the world has gotten darker. We could, we could ask our parents and be like, can you, can you even imagine, like, was it like this when you were a kid? And they'll be like, uh, negative. It's so far opposite. And then, you know, if my kids, I look at my kids now and what they're around and what they're exposed to and what's going on in the world. And I think back to when I was their age and it's like, man, it's not that there wasn't evil back then. <laughs> and, and my parents did a good job, you know, protecting me, but there definitely is a difference. So as we get closer to the return of the Lord, this world is just faster going to hell in a handbasket. And so we are in charge of our family. That's just something I'm a diehard teacher on is the authority in our home. God has given us our children. So if you're a parent uh, or a guardian, you know, if you've, you've stepped into that parental role, he has given us authority over our children. We should never allow the world to dictate to us what needs to be um, presented to our children, what we need to tell our children, what we need to do for our children, with our children. It will be a cold day in hell when I would take the advice of the world on what to put in my child's body, on what to tell them, what to teach them. And so we have to get that righteous anger as, as parents inside of us and be like, listen, you know, I'm a homeschool mom. And so, you know, people might, and, and I'm not anyone who looks down on people who have to send their kids to school. I've never been that. I, I encourage, listen, I'm like, hey, if you homeschool, I know how to do it. I'm familiar with it. Let me help you. If you can do it, great. It's not scary as you think it is. And let me, let me teach you. Let me talk to you about it. Let me show you. It's not as overwhelming as you think it is. But also on the other side of it, there are plenty of people who, who don't have the ability to stay home and teach their kids. You know, they're working. That we've got single moms, but even if we don't have single moms, we still have households where both parents need to work. And so kids are going off into the school system, whether it be private or public. I mean, I, I went to private school and I, I did public for a little bit, but I also went to private school for the majority of my school career. And I'll tell you, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit better. I used to have some of the same kids, um, you know, it's just smaller classes and it's a little more secluded from stuff and you get in trouble more with some, you know, things that might not be so much uh, in uh, public school. But at the end of the day, I mean, you do your best with a, with a private school. I mean, you know, but they're both systems, you know, of this world at the end of the day. <laughs> and so, you know, you might not be able to send, to stay home with your kids. So I don't knock anyone that has to send their kids. 
So, so today is not a matter of you're doing it right and wrong. Today, I'm gonna talk about let's make it right and right. Because either way, whether your kids are homeschooled or they have to go off into the school system, we're gonna teach our kids how to be a light in the darkness. Because there's gonna be plenty of times where your kids are not with you. It, you know, for instance, my daughter Madeline, she's slowly starting to get into youth group. Uh, she turns 13 in a few months. And so uh, I've slowly let her go. I, you know, this is the mindset I need parents to get. We always think, and you know, I, I understand that we are like, you know, church, and it should be a safe place, but there are places where, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, things still happen with your kids and to your kids and around your kids at church because not everybody is on the same level spiritually as you. So you still approach things within the church with wisdom and, and discernment. And so, you know, as soon as Maddie turned 12 at the beginning of the year, she totally was at the age of youth. And I said, no, you're not going to youth group yet. You know, because you have, a, a, you have sixth graders that are 12 or seventh grade, you know, around, around those two grades up until 12. Hey, Nancy. And, you know, people just think this is what you're supposed to do. This is what I'm teaching you today. Don't get into the regimented schedule like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Oh, well, they're supposed to move up. This is of their grade. This is that. Well, no, there's going to be older kids in there. There's kids coming, you know, from different walks of life. There's kids coming, you know, that maybe don't come from a Christian home like your kids do. And it's not that we don't want to be around them because we're made to be a witness but I think kids get thrown into situations way too early. You know, Ted and I are getting ready to write a book together on parenting um, because, you know, we always are like saying, well, I send, I send, send them, I'm sending my kids to school because they're gonna be a, a light. They're gonna be a light. And it's like, yes, but this is also their training period. This is also their time of life where they're gonna get the word of God so instilled in them, so when they are on their own, we can abide by the verse that you train your children and it will not depart from them later. So this is our training season. This is our training season. And so Madeline was of age to go to youth group. And I simply just sat her down. Like, you know, we need to be parents who talk and communicate with our children. It's okay. Like, if, if we don't communicate with our children, the world's going to communicate with them. They're going to hear something from somewhere. And so, um, you know, so I said, Madeline, as you get older, we'll transition. And it wasn't until the, really the end of the summer that we kind of like here and there. I let her go. Now, we have fantastic youth pastors. Um, I'm friends with them. Their younger kids are best friends with, with, with Brooklyn and Teddy, you know, so I'm well aware of who is teaching my daughter. That's also a key thing. I don't care that it's a church. I don't care that it's a church. If I feel like my kid has more authority and power of the word of God and you can't even blow fuzz off a peach, I might as well just keep them home. What's the point of them going? It just becomes a social club. 
So I know the leaders that are, are in the youth group, but even though I'm good friends with them and approve and love them and know that they are teaching faith and they want to see a move of the Holy Spirit, she still just had turned 12 and I wasn't going to throw her in with a bunch of kids that were a lot older. So that's the mindset we have to get. We have to be like, listen, I'm going to get wisdom. I'm going to get discernment on this. And so today, as I'm going to go through six ways that will make your kids a light in the darkness, because as they do start inching out into the world, they're going to be prepared. We're, they're going to be prepared. As Madeline now is starting, you know, to go out and get around other kids I don't know in, in places to get around other situations, because this is what I want everyone to get. Listen, I get it. It's church, but you never let your guard down. You are always operating in discernment and you're always operating. I just got a message about some tragedy at a church amongst a, situ a situation. And I was like, there, there's things where doors were open. And so you have to always be on guard. And, and just like Nancy says, we have to be alert at all times, at all times. Our parent radar, our parent guard never goes down, okay? We travel to churches all the time, and listen, my radar and my guard is up. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm a jerk. People that meet me don't think I'm jerky, and I isn't, you know, anything like that. It's just like, no, I always know where my kids are. I always know what they're doing. And just because we're at church doesn't mean I just let them go do and wander and do whatever they want. So we're gonna train our kids to be a light in the darkness for the, especially for the kids that are off in the school system. It's off in the school system. All right, number one, we're gonna make sure, these are gonna be six ways that are gonna make your kids a light in the darkness. Our kids, as our theme for Miracle Word Kids, right, is what? Strong, smart, and set apart, based off Luke 2.40. They're strong, smart, and set apart. Now, in that verse, Jesus was still a young boy. Though he was smart, his parents couldn't find him. He's off in the temple. They're amazed at what he could say, but it wasn't his time yet. Right, it goes to show you, even though he was Jesus Christ, he still had the responsibility to go back and be raised and train for when he got to be of age and started working in miracles. So I love Luke 240 because I, I always think of my children. There he went and grew in wisdom and stature and strength. So strong, smart, and set apart. Our children will not look like the rest of this world. Not on our watch. That's what you guys have to be as parents and say, not on my watch. My kids are not going to be deceived. My kids are not going to fall prey to fear. My kids are not going to be ones that uh, start re getting anxiety. It broke my heart. We were just um, at Uproar Conference. When it's the only youth, <coughs> excuse me, it's the only youth thing that we do um, in the year. Uh, we're connected uh, with uh, Pastor Cody and Mindy Spencer, and they do a phenomenal, if you have not seen it, most people that follow our ministry closely know about it. 
um, and have even ones that have been there uh, have been there. I mean, ones that have uh, that follow us have gone to the Upwar conference, but <laughs> they were doing. Uh, was I think it was when Ted did one of the afternoon sessions and he called out kids that were battling suicidal thoughts and heavy depression. I'm telling you, there were kids my kids' age that felt to come out of their seat. And I'm looking, I am looking around at this little girl. I mean, I could have thrown her across the room. She was so little and, and light and skinny and she was pretty, and she had to at least been Madeline's age, if not, maybe even 11, but she came up when Ted did that call, and I thought, what could you even be sad about? You know, you're like thinking, like you have only lived like maybe 12 years, and you don't wanna live anymore? What in the world? So look at how deceiving the enemy is. So that's why we have to get a righteous anger and a boldness and say, not on my watch. The enemy's not touching my kids, not touching my grandchildren, not touching my niece and nephew. I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure the enemy stays under our feet and far from our family. So we have to get that in our mind when it comes to our family and our kids. We're not lying down. We're not taking the world's suggestion. We're gonna say, not on my watch. Not on my watch. Okay, number one, uh, as a way to uh, uh, get, keep your kids alight in the darkness is teach them to pray and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Teach them to pray and be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna um, talk about John 10, 14 through 16 real quick. And it's, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. So look at that. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. When you pray, Maddie, you can get rid of my name. When you pray, um, when, you, when you teach your kids to pray, you're teaching them a lifeline to Jesus Christ. You're teaching them a direct communication. Our kids need to be taught. You don't have to be in a special position of, to pray. You don't have to be knelt down. You don't have to be by your bed. You don't have to be in church. You don't have to be, you know, sitting. It's literally having a conversation. It's literally talking to our Heavenly Father. And by having that direct line of communication, we're teaching our kids, listen, I'm going, because we're in a relationship, right? So in a relationship here on earth, when you talk to somebody, you, first you wanna be with someone who's in a relationship, so we wanna pray because we're gonna be in his presence. We're, we're activating the calling card. We're saying, hey, listen, Lord, I'm talking to you and you've got his attention. And so then when you pray, it's not just a list of, I want, I want, I want. I need, I need, I need. 
It's also, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are you going to have me do today? Lord, speak to me. You know, I, I, when I pray, I'll ask the Lord, you know, speak to me. Use me as your mouthpiece. I also ask the Lord, you know, speak to my children. Speak to them. I want them to know your voice. And so that's what John 10 is. So one of the, the first ways of keeping your kids, making them a light in the darkness, is teaching them to pray. They need to know what the voice of God sounds like. That's one thing I'm super big on teaching my children at a young age is listen, I need you to know what a check in your spirit feels like. I need you to know what God is saying to you because your life will be a whole lot easier if you can hear the voice of God. Because when you're doing something wrong or you're getting ready to make a bad decision or you're asking him for guidance, you're asking him to help you make a decision, you're going to know the right voice. Because if we aren't the voice and we don't teach the voice of God to our children, there's other voices and that's what they're going to hear. So when you have 11 and 12 year olds that are standing up at the altar because they have suicidal thoughts, they're hearing the wrong voice. God's not going to tell someone to take their life. God's not going to tell someone that these kids, that they're worthless. God's not going to tell someone that they're ugly and they have no purpose in life. So they're going to hear a voice. Teach your kids to pray and be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth. So what is truth? God, Jesus, is actual truth man made flesh made truth he is truth there's nothing more true than Jesus and his word so if you are filled with the Holy Spirit who will lead you and guide you into all truth he's gonna lead you and guide you into all things that our Heavenly Father has for your children has for them to make the best decisions so it's so important as they're going out in the world you know we're, we're, I'm, I'm talking about from elementary, now you got kids who are 16 going out to work. They're getting jobs. And so as they're, as they're, you know, getting jobs, they even could still be homeschooled. But see, there's always going to be little bits that they start going out into the world. And so as they are, they need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because you reach a cap. You're like, that Holy Spirit being filled with them is the boldness and the power to break through and then it brings you to new levels and new heights and new abilities to do things. And so number one is going to be uh, getting your children to learn how to pray. Get them to pray. You know, there is a while there that literally my kids said the same prayer, whether it be for dinner or bedtime. But now they've ventured out. <laughs> they have found new things to say. But that has also come with knowing the word more, being around it hearing uh, Ted and I pray, and as they've become more knowledgeable in the Word of God, now they're able to move past on. You know, if you're 20 years old and you're still saying the same prayer that you did when you were five, it's time for you to grow in the Word of God. It's time for you to read your Word, get some scripture, get some revelation, so you can get something else out of your mouth. But we have to teach our kids to pray and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because with praying, we're going to be able to hear his voice. We're going to be able, you know, our children are going to be able to hear his voice. 
children are going to be able to uh, know uh, which way the Holy Spirit is guiding them, and you can. It's, it's something I um, make sure my kids know all the time. I'm always like, listen, I can't always be with you. I can't always watch everything you ask me to watch, even though I research it and do my best on it. They still try to slip things in, but I need you. If you feel that ugh, feeling, then you got to shut it down. You got to move on and it's going to be okay. I always tell my kids, you're not going to be without, you're not missing anything. There's so much out there in video world land and everything else that you can move on to. Just not everything's for us. And, and I've been so blessed with children that understand that. They don't question me. They don't, they just say, okay, because why? I've made it about Jesus. I said, listen, of course mom and dad would be disappointed and sad for you to see or hear things or, you know, get into this stuff that we don't approve of. But you know what? At, it, the ultimate would be Jesus. He wants you to be careful with your eyes and your ear gate and, and, and out of your mouth. You don't, we, don't want, we don't want to make Jesus sad. You know, that's what I always say. I'm like, we don't want to. We don't want to go against the word of God because look how blessed we are. And that's because of how you live. It's because of how you live. Tell your children that stuff. Don't put the fear of God in them in a bad way, like punishment style. Make kids get to the point where they're like, yeah, I want someone to be proud of me. I want Jesus to be proud of me. And that will help motivate them. So <laughs> thanks, Susan. Yeah, she got the mic yesterday and got going. Um, number two, we're talking about uh, ways to make your kids a light in the darkness. Teach your children to be who God created them to be despite what others say. You're never too young to teach your kids their identity in Christ. You're never too young. In fact, it's a main point I would do at a young age is knowing their identity in Christ. If they don't have that, that's where things go haywire. That's where things go just, you know, a different direction. Because then what? Then they hear different things from outside sources and it makes them question who God created them to be or they believe it and then they get down on themselves and they're like, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm stupid. I have no abilities. I have no purpose. I'm not victorious. I'm a loser. And you know, these are the voices that the world wants you to believe. And, and it just, it happens. This is a rough world. Kids are just ruthless right now. They're ruthless. There's no parenting. It's like kids have gone rogue in the world and they all need a spanking, to be honest with you. I'm just going to put it out there. Yes, I believe in spanking and you can get mad at me all you want, but it's in the Bible and the Bible says to do it. So I'm going to leave that one there today. Might do one on discipline soon, but you know, you get a lot of haters on the spanking. And so I'm just going to let you know it's in the book. All right. Be who God created them to be despite what others say. They need to know that Christ has already determined their worth, their value. Teach your kids, teach your kids what their worth is and what the Bible says about it. <coughs> Listen, folks, 
we are the ultimate teachers. We are the main responsibility how our kids turn out. <gasps> what? Really? I know. <laughs> it, it, it's a big thought, but it is. We should not expect anybody else to be raising our kids. We should not expect the church, Sunday school class, you know, all of that's a bonus. We don't leave it upon our youth pastors. Our youth pastors get kids for like, what, an hour and a half out of a week. So if something's going on with them, you better check it out in the home. You better check it out with yourself because it's not on them. It's on us. We were given the children. And so the responsibility is on us. So we're going to teach them to be who God created them to be despite what others say. Um, I, look, I, I looked up a couple things that we could tell our kids. We could talk about um, telling our kids. God says, you're blessed. So I was thinking of Psalm 1, Psalm 1 through 3. Oh, the joys of those who don't follow the advice of the wicked. You could teach these three verses for your kids for a week if you want. Tell them, you are blessed. Why are you blessed? You know, we don't have to make teaching our kids the word of God complicated or over the top. We say, oh, our kids and devotions and this and that. Just take a verse. Simply take a verse and break it down for them. Simply take a verse and break it down for them. Here's three verses. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Oh, look. My kids, they can live in joy, not following the advice of the wicked. Parents, we could live in joy by not following the advice of the wicked. Oh, but the world suggests this. Oh, maybe I should put this in my kid's body. Oh, yeah. It, it, no, stay in joy. Don't follow the advice of the wicked. Okay? Or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Get your kids to delight in the things of God. Get them to enjoy reading the Bible. You can't get after them for reading the Bible if they never see you reading the Bible. They're not going to want to do it. Kids aren't stupid. They're going to be like, well, my parents never sit down and open up the Word of God. Why are they hassling me all the time? Why are they pushing me to do it? So don't do your act actions speak louder than words. That's like, you know, a good statement someone came up with. <laughs> Actions speak louder than words. Yes, they do. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Don't allow your kids to think there's highs and lows. Let them know they are blessed. Why? They are identities in Christ. What's an identity of Christ? Being blessed. Was the Lord blessed walking around on the earth? Absolutely. He never wanted. He never lacked. He was never poor. So you know what? We emulate our Heavenly Father. We should be just like our Heavenly Father. Okay? And their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. You want to have kids to know they're blessed and prosperous? You tell them that's one of their identities in Christ. Look at this. You're appreciated. You're appreciated. Tell your kids, hey, you are appreciated. 1 John 1, 3, 1. See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know Him. So He notices and appreciates every good choice your children make. 
He knows and appreciates it. He sees the good choices that they're making. So let your kids know, hey, listen, you are blessed. Why? Go through the Bible. You are appreciated. You know, this builds up your children's confidence. That's right, Brooke. Be intentional. Brooke says, be intentional about telling them why. Then they'll look to God as their source rather than the world. And, and, and that's right, Brooke. That's right. So look, now we can tell them you're gifted. Tell your kids they're gifted. You know, they, they might not feel like they're good at anything. They might not feel like they're a part of something. Let them know. Listen, we got to know what our identity is in Christ. And you're gifted. Uh, Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So there is a path, there's a purpose, there's abilities that God has put inside your children and we have to let them know. God's given us all special abilities. Why on earth? We just got to tap into it. What did he call our children to do? Not what we want them to do. What did God call them to do? You know, if, if, if my three kids didn't turn into preachers, I would not think that their life was wrong or as long as they're doing what God calls them to do, they're staying in their lane that God has called them to do, that's when they'll be prosperous. That's when they'll be blessed. If God calls them into ministry like that, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. But if he calls them to own a multi-million dollar business to fund the kingdom, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. So we don't, we don't call our children into their career and what, what we need as parents also to ask, hey, Lord, what, are, what, what giftings and abilities have you put on my children? What are you asking them to do so I can be a help, so I can help lead them and guide them into the right decisions until they're of age to get to, to, get to that point? What can I do to be a help? So we let our kids know you're gifted. First John 4, 7 through 11, let them know you're loved, okay? First John 5, 4, um, you're victorious. Let your kids know they're victorious. Um, and so these are, I, I have so many verses. I'm not, I'm not going to look them all up right now. I, I got overzealous last night. But um, let your kids know that uh, be who God created them to be. As you know in this world, the world's trying to change that. They're trying to tell your kids they're not who they are. They are the wrong name. They're the wrong sex. They're the wrong, um, I don't know. I, I, like, like anything you can change on you, they think it's like some kind of like dress up doll. They're like, oh, well, I don't, I don't really like this about me. Let me change this. Oh, I don't really feel like I'm this person today. I just want to change my name. I want to change, uh, I, I don't feel like I'm a girl today. I don't, and the world just is like, yes, just change. Just, you know, and it gets that mentality in our kids that it's like now they're thinking, well, I don't know. I kind of I kind of like this. Does that mean that I'm kind of going this direction? No. So we're going to have a firm foundation with our children to be a light in the darkness. They're going to know who God created them to be and what their purpose is on this earth. We're not walking around with a bunch of confused zombies because that's what's walking around right now. Confused zombies. They're drugged, they're mesmerized, they're sedated, they're walking around in this world like drugged zombies that don't know. They're just confused. 
They don't have an answer for you. They don't know anything about anything. They're just like dumb rocks walking around. And it's like, well, they told me to go right, so I'm gonna go right, but I don't know why. It's just they told me to go right. Well, uh, no, they told me to do this. Maybe I should go this path. And uh, okay, well, it, it seems right. Nobody even asks their Heavenly Father. I'm talking about Christians, not about heathens, because they're already like completely lost. I'm talking about these are how Christians act going around. Confused zombies listening to whatever the world's telling them to do. Well, you need to do this. You should, you should vaccinate. You need to do this. You need to, you need to, you know, and I don't even just mean the new vaccination. I mean all the vaccinations. If you're not a piece about it and you don't want to do it, bye Felicia, find a different doctor. It's my kids. You're not going home with my kids at the end of the day. You're not raising my kids at the end of the day. You don't love my kids at the end of the day. You're not responsible for my kids at the end of the day. So if there's something I don't wanna do for my kids, peace out. Thanks, but no thanks. And so that's a boldness that we have to get as parents. That's a boldness that we have to get as parents. And I mean that for anything. I'm not just talking about uh, COVID that vaccination just came out. I mean all of them. Get a Holy Ghost boldness. It's something you don't want to do or you don't want to, you feel a check in your spirit. You're the parent. We're going to teach our kids to be raised in Holy Ghost boldness. And that starts with learning to pray, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now laying out a Christ identity. What is the firm foundation of who God created us to be? And we're not going to let anybody else, anybody else take us off that path. All right. Number three, are the friends your kids have hanging with pulling them in to sin? Are they pulling them into sin? Now, I get it. You might say, oh, I have preschoolers and kindergartens and, you know, they're not going off to any wild parties and they're not, you know, uh, going off into here and this way and they can't drive and you know but this speaks for all ages because we our, our little ones know when they do something wrong our little ones know so obviously if you have a younger kid this would apply to lying or stealing or you know it, it's it's on different measures based on different grades uh, levels and age levels but are the friends you're hanging with pulling your children in to sin? That's really going to cause their light to go out. You know, Matthew 5.14 says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. That's why I'm talking about ways to make your kids a light in the darkness. Their light's going to go out on that hilltop if they're sinning, because sinning is full of darkness. Sinning is a killer. Sinning causes tragedy consequences, things that can be totally avoided at all ages. But it's just a constant, constant teaching. And so our friends are hanging with pulling them into sin. Um, Psalm eleven 19, I'll start with nine. How can a young person stay pure? You know, they think that's the hardest thing nowadays, right? So hard. I'm going to prep my kid for everything. I'm going to, I'm going to prep them. You know, I just, I just, talk to somebody who like you know they're 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 sending their kids off to school and uh you know 
they're just going to prep their kid. They don't expect them to do anything wrong, but I'm just going to give them, you know, birth control and just, just get them set up. Because, like, if they do, it's like, just condone it at this point. Just condone it. I mean, give me a break. Are you serious right now? Listen, it says clearly in Psalm 119, how can a young person stay pure? That's a legit question asked everywhere, but also the Bible will answer it for you. How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. What? You mean it's that simple? Like, think about it. Is it that simple to live pure? Yes, it is, to obey the word. I've tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. Verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That I might not sin against you. So kids have to know on their own levels based on, you know, uh, what's happening. The behavior of sinning will uh, ex extinguish, I wrote down, the light in their life. They're going to be that city, that light up on a hilltop. They're going to be that, that, that boldness, that bright light, but we're not going to allow. If there's friends that are, are putting that out, being the extinguisher, bye. Here we go again. You know, we, we have trouble with uh, making sure we don't tick our kids off. Things can be done in the right way. If there are people that your kids should not be hanging out with, are in charge <laughs> just putting that out there if there's something you don't like going on in your house you're in charge and so I encourage you be in charge be in charge if there's something you don't like get a discernment right here ask the Holy Spirit hey listen parenting you know it's a, it, it takes a village okay Let's take the village as the Holy Spirit, right? Let's take the village as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can be our village. It takes the Holy Spirit to help us parent. If you have uh, kids that have friends that are pulling them into sin, doing wrong things, sneaking out, making them lie to their parents, going places they shouldn't go, um, any of that, then you need to step in. It's time to intervene because we're not allowing the world to win against our kids. We're not. Um, that was number three. Number four, get your kids into the Bible. Reading, I'll go through these a little bit quicker. Get your kids into the Bible, uh, memorizing scripture. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 says, I know usually I try to write all these out. 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. So look how we just said, if, if we hide the word of God in our heart, we may not sin against him. Right here it says, uh, the, the scripture is useful to teach us and is true to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. So getting that into your kids mindset into their spirit getting the word ingested into them that they they hide it in their heart so when they get into a situation or temptation comes their way they know i'm backing out this isn't for me this wouldn't please my heavenly father this this wouldn't please my parents i'm out i'm out 
and they'll be bold enough to say, I can't do it. I can't try it. I can't be around it. Because they'll just realize, I don't care what other people think about me. That's a, a major thing we have to instill to our children. You don't care what other people think about you. You have one person to please. One person, and that's your Heavenly Father. If He's happy with you, there you go. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. So teach your kids. I don't care what other people think. I don't care if other people make fun of me. I can take it. It's no big deal. Their words, you know, they're, they're rolling off my back. Just prep your kids. If you have to send them out to school or other situations, there's always going to be haters out there. There's always going to be people that don't like you for what you look like. There's people that are not going to like you for your skin color. There's people that are not going to like you for your beliefs in Jesus. There's always somebody out there that's not going to like you. So just prep them now with that and realize don't let the words of other people bring you down because you know who God's created you to be. You know who God has created you to be. All right? Speak the truth with love. Boldness will come upon your kids. They should be winning souls, telling other kids. You know, Alex, um, and that's Ephesians uh, 4, 15 and 16. And then I did John 8, 32. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Speak the truth with love. Uh, Alex, who now um, becomes full-time staff with Miracle Word Ministries uh, September 1st, I'm super excited about. He's been working with us part-time, but um, he's moving to Florida and he is coming with us uh, full-time. So Alex, you know, he's been on fire for God for a while, but when he got to that point, in ninth grade, he started a Bible club at his private, I mean, at his public high school. He started a, uh, a Bible club, uh, and so he spoke the truth in love. Not everybody liked it, but you know what? He said, listen, I know this was, is what I'm supposed to be doing. I know this is what I'm supposed to be starting. It made him a light in a darkness. My nephew has gone to school his whole life. You know, so people argue that. Your kid's homeschooled, da-da-da. No, you, you get your kids in the anointing. You keep your kids. He read his Bible. He got scripture. He felt to start a club. And so he got out there. Boldness. He didn't care what other people thought. He was confident in who God created him to be. He was confident in that when people didn't like what he started, that didn't matter. He knew it was something he had to start. So he started a Bible club in ninth grade. He had his youth pastor come preach. He had Uncle Ted come in. And so that was his thing. Whether, you know, a handful of people showed up, whether two people showed up, whether 20 people showed up, he still did it. And he spoke the truth in love. So you teach your kids. That Holy Spirit that I talked about in point number one will rise up inside of them. But see, you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you learn your identity in Christ. All of that matters to make you a confident Christian. All of that matters to understand God's love, all of it. And I'm, I'm stressing my voice there because there's too many kids, even adults. If you let this fester and go on, the kids turn into adults. There's too many kids that are looking for outside sources, love, um, they're looking for good job, you did well, when the Lord has already provided that, but they don't know it outside of their parents. They don't know it until they get the foundation of what the Word of God says about them. 
All right, number six, aim to please the Lord and not others. I'm going to do Colossians 1.10. Colossians 1.10, before I wrap it up and pray for you. Um, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. Every kind of good fruit. Um, all the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. And that's what I want. That's what I want for our kids. That's what I want for my kids. You know, it's a constant training, constant teaching, constant listen. Did you get your Bible read today? Got to start back on your Bible. You know, I get it because we go on trips and we travel all the time and we're in church till midnight. And so like they sleep in and then, you know, but when I'm home, I'm always saying, got your Bible reading. Let's get our Bible reading. Let's get in the word of God. You know, it, it's not enough for just the other, just the other. We've got to do more because this is our lifeline. This, this word of God is our lifeline to our children. They've got to stay the light. They've got to stay, you know, we don't they take that song for granted, this little light of mine, Hunter, a bushel, no, I'm going to let it shine. Okay, so you, you teach that to your kids, but like now we're past the two and three-year-olds class where that was the song, but let's show them in the word of God. Let's show them that verse. Let's show them that Matthew 5, 14. This is why we sing that song. Look, you are a light on top of a hill, you know, and it will go out. Darkness, sin, wrong decisions, leading down the path of the enemy will take your light out. But if you remain strong in Christ's foundation, knowing who your God is, and this can be taught to our children and should be taught. These types of discussions should not be when they're older, not be when they're in youth group age, Teach your, yeah, Katrina, th this what I'm saying. I, these are four kids to teach them, but anything, you know, that I'm speaking on is something that we can adapt into our own lives. And so we don't assume, you know, I don't assume just because my kids are products of Ted and I that, you know, everything is going to be okay. I've seen plenty of preacher kids destroy their life and, and that's it. So it's not, it's not good enough that just Ted and I are preachers. We have to instill it. So I want my kids to be a light in the darkness. I want my kids to look strong, smart, and set apart. I want my kids to win the lost. I want my kids to be full of wisdom. I want my kids to be wealthy. And I know you do too. That's why you've stuck with me <laughs> for the last hour, learning about six ways that will make our kids a light in the darkness. Bible says that we are not of this world. We're not of this world. We are completely of a different world. So we should stand out. We should stand out. Um, so we teach our kids to uh, aim to please the Lord and not others. So to make your kids a light in the darkness, we're going to teach them to pray, hear, hear God's voice, be filled with the Holy Spirit, be who God created them to be despite what others say. Uh, make sure the friends they're hanging out with is not pulling them into sin. That's a good way to get your light out. Get your kids into reading the Bible and scriptures. You know, we'll always make sure, are you getting your school books read? Did you read that book for book club? Did you do this? Did you do this? And never, never once is it a requirement to read the word. 
Now, I used to pay Maddie to read the Bible until she did it on her own. You did what? You paid her to read the Bible? Absolutely. There's a blessing for, for knowing the Word of God. And if you're going to pay your kids for chores, you sure as heck can pay your kids to read the Bible. So if that's something you have to start with to get them in it until it becomes a thing for them, do it. I mean, like, get your kids to read the Bible. Don't harp on other things that have no importance of this world. Great, they'll know the story to kill a mockingbird. Big whoop. When the heck am I ever going to apply that any other time in life? Never. When am I going to apply this in life? Forever. So the other's okay. You want your kids to be smart. You want your kids to be a good reader. But don't put the emphasis on the other stuff without stressing the most important stuff. All right? Number five, speak the truth with love. Your, a boldness will come upon them. They need to be winning souls. And then aim to please the Lord, not others. Who cares what other people think? Who cares? Same applies for us as adults. God told you to do something, period. Purred right on the end of that. Because God told me to do it, and I have to please him. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in it to show off, to please others, to get man's approval. Um, I only need God's approval because he's the one that does the blessing. He's the one that has, I have favor with. He's the one that I'm in right standing with. And so if I do that, then it just pours on me. And so that's what we have to teach our kids. Be respectful, be kind, but you don't have to uh, care what other people, what other people uh, try to push down their throats. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person watching, listening on the replay. Lord, I ask you to give us as parents wisdom and revelation of your word of God, that you're helping us to be the best example for our children. Lord, I ask you that we, as we walk in our authority that you have over our children, that our kids will be strong, smart, and set apart. We'll impart to them the word of God. Use us as your mouthpiece. Use us to, to uh, transpire your word to them. Use us to be a light and keep our kids alight. Lord, I ask that you put protection over each and every one of our kids as they are returning to school, whether it be homeschooled, because there's other things they do, whether it be off into the school system, that they are in a, a bubble, Lord. It's okay to be in a bubble. We, we've used this shelter word and, and you know everyone's scared of it, but it's okay. I ask you, Lord, to protect, to shelter, the word of God says that you are a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are safe. The word of God says that. Thank you, Lord, that you are a strong tower for our children. Lord, that you shield their eyes from things that they're around that they're not supposed to hear. Lord, supernaturally cover their ears, cover their eyes when they're out that they will be oblivious to different things that they're around in this world. Lord, use them as a mighty weapon. Use them as a giant killer. Use them to speak boldness, to have the gift of faith. Lord, in your word, you said that the, the, that the children will prophesy. Lord, use our children in these last days to set ablaze a mighty revival, a mighty revival that the children of God will uh, 
walk in authority in their school, in their classrooms, and that the Holy Spirit comes upon them with boldness and what they learn, they will retain. We're going to let the, the, the report of this world with all of these um, uh, medical issues and all of these learning disabilities. And, and we're going to I ask you, Lord, to anoint the minds of our children. They're not going to have problems retaining what you've asked them, uh, what, what the school system has asked them to retain. They're not going to have problems doing math and learning reading and, and remembering how to study for a test. We're, we're different. Our children are different. Our children are smart. Our children have the wisdom of God. Our children put on the mind of Christ in the name of Jesus. So whatever reports have come towards our children, we reject it now in the mighty name of Jesus. I stand with each and every parent uh, listening to this prayer. We reject it. It's not the report over our children. For our children stand on Luke 2.40. They're strong, they're smart, and they're set apart. They are, Matthew 5.14, a light on a city on top of the hill that will not go out in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone say amen who agrees with me. We're not, we're not, like they don't want to throw everything at our children. You know, people probably think I have ADHD because, you know, you're unfocused and this and that. And I was, I was even diagnosed with it when I was in fifth grade. Never, my mom would never give me medicine for it. She said, no, this is not something you're going to do and take. And, you know, we prayed and, and that was just the end of it. And we stood on the word of God and just everybody's so quick to tell you something's wrong with your family. But you know what? React with the word of God. Be quicker back with the word of God. That when a report comes your way, you say, listen, that's great. Thank you very much. But my story is not this story for my story is what the word of God says about my kids. So speak life over your kids. Continue to speak life for them. Continue to pray for them. Continue to lay hands on them because that's what the Bible says we are to do. Continue to be that witness for your kids filled up and full of the mighty word of God. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Before I go, just want to remind you, if you don't already, uh, follow our last gen Instagram. Uh, Alex just put out a new podcast. Uh, he put out a new podcast uh, called Christian Extremists and How to Stop Them. Where young people who have never been all in are going to be so extreme with their faith that friends and family will call them crazy. Are you in? Are you in? I loved it because I saw um, people were listening to the podcast for youth, for our youth and young adults, and they were hashtagging radical because he was talking about that. You know, there's always extremists labeled in all these different scenarios. But you know what? Let's be extreme for the things of God. Let's go after it. This, this is it. This is, this is it. Jesus is coming back and we're not playing games no more. So make sure you're a part of the last gen. We're getting ready to do some big things and expand that uh, once Alex gets down here in September. So super excited. You're going to want your, your youth, your teens, your young adults a part of that. Um, a part of that. So that's going to be really exciting. So I love you guys. Uh, thank you, Katarina. Thank you for being on again. I appreciate it. Good to see you, Nancy, Elaine. Um, if any of you are new to the broadcast today, 
I just want to make mention this summer I came out with a uh, strong, smart, set apart 365 undated devotional for your kids. Um, I have coloring sheets in there. It goes through an entire year um, with confessions. Uh, we have Bible studies. I have the kids do, a, do writing. I have the kids, it's called Reading Comprehension. The good old teacher in me when I made this book was, listen, we're gonna read scripture, but I also want you to know what it's talking about. I wanna know your thoughts. You know, so I made this like a journal styling style uh, Bible study for your kids. You can get it at shop.miracleword.com. If you're um, out of the country, you can also get it on Amazon. When you order directly from us, I've got bracelets and, and Miracle Word kid stickers uh, for your children that will come in the package. But I've got different chapters on here. Fruit of the Spirit, All Power, Declare It. I teach your kids about confession. It's a seed. What they're going to see in their life is going to be based on things that they speak. Um, we talk about thanksgiving and praise. Fear not. As I told you, there's kids 11, 12 years old standing at the altar saying, I don't want to live anymore. Well, we're going to cast out fear. It's not part of our story. In fact, the Bible says in Timothy, it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We should always have a sound mind always have a sound mind look i did month 11 because it's a big it's a big topic i talked about it today my identity in christ we're going to go over that with your children my identity in christ uh prayer prayers another another month that we do great faith and of course book of proverbs because i'm big on that but get a copy of this for your kids it's really awesome it's beautiful, we made it so special, so once they're even done with it, it's something that you'll wanna have as a keepsake, so you can look back and say, oh wow, how old were they? What did they learn? Um, you know. So grab this today, shop.miracleword.com or on Amazon. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being with me. Um, I'll be back again on another Mom Edition on Friday. Um, so I, I'll see you there at two o'clock. Make sure to join me love you. Hey, if there's ever any topics or anything that you want to hear, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. I love to write it down uh, and get that done for you. So I'll talk to you on Friday. Have a great midweek. See you later.